Hey friends, welcome to this episode of The Fruit, whenever or wherever you're listening. I hope y'all are having a good day, more than I am. Um, <laughs> so, I'm very glad that you're here to join me. And I want to share something very gnarly to you today. And so, yeah, I just turned 21. Um, since the last time I have recorded a podcast. And yeah, I didn't even know if I wanted to continue because I get lost in my own head. And, um, you know, I wanted to share helpful stuff. <laughs> and I'm, I wasn't sure if I was exactly helpful in my own head for the past like weeks. And so this is turning into a fortnightly podcast instead of weekly. So yeah, I have turned 21 two weeks ago and have for the first time ever contemplated my feelings with feelings and love and affection and unity and all that jazz that comes with marriage. And I don't even know why I'm thinking about that right now because it has to be the least of my priorities. But I have only come to terms with how I have always hated how much I love love. And I love a lot. For a long time, I set aside the romantic and poetic side of me and was gaslighting myself into thinking that that stuff might not be for me, but just for other people. And I've distracted myself with things that will fill that void. But I finally accepted that the apathy that I gaslit myself with only came from the fear of not finding people to share my soul with. But I realize now that God made me for love and the way that he made me feel that love is in the way that he made me love. Very reckless and intense, but doesn't tolerate the wrong. I love very obsessively with every love language, but I don't look past the wrong and the red flags, just like God does to me. He loves me very much not to purge the impurities out of me, and I know he grieves when I sin and give access to the enemy. And I notice that I do that to people that I love. I grieve them and grieve with them the same time as praying for them. And I have just accepted this vulnerability because, and you know, I'm, I'm welcoming myself to feel that love and to spread that love to people who needs it. Because, you know, during this time, we need that. Like, people need that we don't need any more apathy and destruction and so yeah i felt very vulnerable over the last few weeks and i wanted to share something that i wrote down so randomly that i never often do and it feels very exposing to share but i'm gonna recite it so i said here With no more apologies and looking at my current circumstance and the matter of my identity, this is the desires of my heart. I want someone who have as much feelings as I do and who would feel them with me. 
I want to talk meaningful conversations for hours about life and love and existence. I want to feel my racing, limiting beliefs come to seize. I want my poetry and paintings to have a forever muse. I want to have a reason to wake up every day and to feel inspired to want to be alive again. I long to experience every changing season of someone and meet a brand new them every single time and be equally as fascinated with each other. I want to fall in love so much that everything I touch turns to flowers and glows. I want to see and experience the world with someone. I long for an old-fashioned love, for handwritten letters, hugs, smiles in between kisses. I long for late-night strolls in the city. I long for holding hands on a party. I long for evening outfits on fancy dinners. I long for Polaroid pictures and photo booths. I long for not being able to get enough of you. I long for late night drives. I long for warmth, the warmth of your words and your laughter, and your breath on my ear and your lips on my fingers. I long to hear melodies thumping my heart just from having you around. I want to finally no longer be ashamed of my feelings and no longer resent myself for having them. I want to find answers in your eyes and finally make sense of all it is that my heart is made for and accept and understand that I am made to love and not force my entire being into apathy that affection might not be for me. I no longer want to hate myself for my racing heart during a slow waltz and remain in gratitude that I am able to love so obsessively and recklessly because the same was done for me. So yeah, that was the essay that I wrote just recently, like a few days ago. And this is one of the things I'm trying very hard to accept and come to terms with um, in this early 20s thing that I'm going through. Anyway, um, I'm not even sure who I'm writing for. It might not be a person, but anyway, moving on, I wanted to talk about um, scripture and sexuality. Um, I have been heartbroken by what's going on in the media right now, but really, who else is gonna be strong during this time? Um, if you have the discernment, stand up for those who couldn't and pray and move the mountains. Um, so, a lot of people are like pressed about God being called He and father because it's like sexist and unfair and whatever um i'm i'm gonna try my best to like dive deep into this topic um because for me i mean not for me um i've um researched that the hebrew word where the word father came from literally means protector and that doesn't mean women can protect okay Stop projecting humanly qualities into the God of everything. But because sin entered the world, um, I just know that the enemy like, went after people, went after men, because he knew that it would ruin the image of men as protectors. Um, I'm sure a lot of us have heard p about people having terrible relationships with their fathers and the crimes and assaults that are mostly caused by men and, you know, whatever, like, 
you know, like with relationships and stuff too. And it's heartbreaking that it's so evident in history how oppressed women are because when sin entered the world, we abused the role that is given to us. And I've heard about pastors' wives going through spiritual warfare and the enemies literally prancing to ruin households because the ruin of the pastor is the ruin of the church. And spiritual warfare like this comes in many forms, not just for, um, you know, pastors' wives. But, you know, that's a pretty much a good example. But the thing about God being a father and the people projecting the issue with male dominance in there, before sin entered the world, before e there were ever, even humans, in the very beginning of time, God is already father, which meant protector and supposed to set an example for men to be protectors but because sin entered the world this image of men was ruined and labeled scripture as sexist so my point here is it's not sexuality or each other that we're against here it has always been sin even though it's still an issue today and no one is really exempted you know men and women but it's amazing that people who have been given discernment are actually able to recognize sin and evil. And I'm not even going to dive into the you're going to be hated by the world, mockery, persecution, whatever. Um, I don't want to project any more heartbreak. But um, yeah, it's pretty much evident I'm not going to get into that anymore. Uh, a lot of things are going on in the media right now and people not understanding that there are worldly practices that open you up to hell and hell can have access to you we are all spiritual people in a physical body think about it we get dreams we have intuition we have ego we recognize sarcasm not just by words but also by the tone of voice things like that are spiritual it's not limited to religion or cult or whatever people like skeptics say about narcissism of people who are just afraid of not existing after death are you kidding me if if it's up to me i life is hard you like why would i want to exist <laughs> you know what i mean but you know that's another topic but then again debate about theology and doctrines and historical accuracy might just be a distraction because getting to know these things, if the sole purpose of like, you know, getting these things is not getting to know God, it's, it's pointless. I, I, never, I never said that I don't believe in astrology and stuff that comes with it. As a matter of fact, I, I do. But I also know that it doesn't have your best interest. It's going to give you some understanding and satisfaction to lure you into whatever before it destroys you. But the fact that before I was even born and was even aware of good and evil and life and death, there was already a holy being that claimed to have gifted me forgiveness beyond my wicked nature, our wicked nature, just by believing. I don't even have to do anything, not good works, not have a record of stars of good works to compensate for my sin and overpower my iniquity no i just have to believe and have faith it's not by law anymore and it's heartbreaking that some just don't get it 
you know, some um, just don't get the warning that some things are not restrictions but protection. The Lord set up some things written down because He doesn't want you settling for less. He wants you to be valued and loved by someone, not just because they can get something from you. He wants you to be feel, filled with life and joy. He doesn't want the enemy to have access to you. You just had to be in the receiving end of it. And God is so powerful, he could have just came in and destroyed evil all at once. But, you know, eventually that day will come. But right now, he doesn't intrude on our free will. It's up to us to be in the receiving end of it. Um, and I also had encountered people being like, we're all just stupid creatures and God made us weak like this. So it instills fear so that we'll seek after him, whatever. First of all, God doesn't give us a spirit of fear. That mindset is from the enemy. Second of all, there was actually a time before the current time of the humans that we are, that um, when they were, there were giants, like, no, you get what I mean. Like, and angels are free to roam the earth and have as much freedom as we do. And they're making babies with humans, bro. <laughs> and those babies become giants. And there are some other creatures that I'm not even going to get into. Just maybe read the book of Enoch. Although it's not in most Bible because most Bibles because it doesn't exactly focus on salvation. Just the history of, like, demons and stuff. Anyway, long story short, there were creatures before us that are actually more powerful than us. They look human, but just bigger and crazy looking with hybrids of different creatures by, you know, reproducing. And reproducing made even more absurd looking creatures, obviously saturated by sin, they were the ones who were wiped out by the flood that God sent when Noah when like Noah was told to build an ark. Um, but imagine if like God didn't wipe them out though. Imagine what the world would look like with giants and crazy animal hybrids. Um, how are we even gonna get to the grocery store? But you know anyway. Before we were this average-looking humans that you see everywhere and whatever, God actually gave us the free will to be more than just this. But then again, sin is imminent and our hearts are deceitful. And the last time we held power that great, the world didn't look good. And even now, when we get a taste of a little power, we run with it and abuse it. And so... Yeah, if that ever crosses your mind, just remember that everything that God made, the enemy twists and makes a counterfeit. Um, a great example is just, you know, the spiral of pornography and lust. We think that pornography is what we want, but that's just actually the counterfeit of God's gift. God created intimacy, affection, sex, love, but the enemy created lust out of that. The enemy created like a counterfeit, you know, like the cheap, cheaper version, like the bootleg version. And so, you know, we desire intimacy and affection, but we settle for the counterfeit that the devil created out of God's creation. So during the time of Noah, when God said he created man from his own image, and when sin entered, entered the world, the creatures back then started creating creatures of their own. 
that is not of God, which is, you know, doesn't look cute, by the way. Um, just search up blobfish <laughs> and think of more worse possible creatures because, again, the enemy creates counterfeit. And so I don't know what point I'm going here exactly, but, you know, I think we spend all of our time with the conversations and the fights about sexuality as if sexuality is the enemy here no it's not it's sin you know um i know and believe that jesus came down to um defeat all of those to like cancel all of those if you're asking if if he came down to like to destroy all of those, why is it still around? Because again, sin is still around. But the fact that um, Jesus is the example, we have a standard now. And we're just waiting for everybody to be in the receiving end of it. And, you know, I guess I can dive deeper into it. But whatever it is that, you know, people are pressed about and offended about, Maybe the general idea is sin is the enemy. It's not the other person. It's not sexuality. It's not um, feminism. It's not sexism. It's always been sin. It's the enemy that we're fighting, not each other and not the issue that is caused by sin. And so, yeah, I, I want to talk more about this. Um, topic soon but for now just try to try to remember this we are spiritual people in physical bodies and everything that the media is feeding us and showing us about satisfaction and gratification um, there is good and evil in everything and you know just be careful because the enemy is um, around all the time, just waiting for somebody to devour. And the thing that like gratifies you might not be, might not have your best interest. And so I love you. Be careful, you guys. And yeah, that was my basically my rant about my life and what is going on with the world that I've noticed. So. Bye.